Wings of Faith. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Trapper, and I invite you to join me as we go through powerful life lessons from Shah Habitachim based on the Shiorim of Rav Usher Zelig Rubenstein, Zafir Tzalek Levracha. Introduction 1, about this work. Four important people must be discussed regarding Chobos Alvavos and this project. One, Rabbeinu Bachia, author of Chobos Alvavos, originally written in Arabic. Two, Rabbi Yehuda Ibn Tabon, original translator from Arabic to Hebrew. Three, Rev Pinchas Lieberman, retranslator of Ibn Tibbin's Hebrew work with footnotes. Four, Rev Usher Zeli Rubinstein, commentator. One, Rabbeinu Bachia. Rabbeinu Bachia ben Yosef, Ibn Pekuda, was a Jewish rabbi and philosopher who lived in Zaragoza, Spain, around the year 1000 CE. He served as a dayan and was very influential in promoting Torah ethics and the service of Hashem. In about 1040, he printed a sefer in Arabic entitled al Hidaya Ila Fared Al-Kalub, or Guide to the Duties of the Heart. He chose to write in the vernacular because this was the common language of his Spanish brethren. He was a master linguist as attested to by Ibn Tibbin and by his original writing that is still extant. Rabino Bachia states in his introduction that he felt the need to write about a topic that lacked a central volume in Jewish liter- literature. He wanted to clearly express the ethical system of Judaism in one place. Many people focus on Chovas Ha'evarim, duties of the limbs, the outward fulfillment of the mitzvos. However, the Torah requires one to develop and fulfill Chovas Halev, duties of the heart, as well, from his introduction. Rabbeinu Bachia was reluctant to write for numerous reasons. This hesitation applied to our project as well, and Rabbeinu Bachia's remarks helped inspire the present author to bring this work to fruition. In his introduction, Rabbeinu Bachia writes that at first he asked himself if he was worthy or capable of writing Chovas Halavavos. Then he reminded himself that, quote, one must be careful not to be overly careful. If every author were to delay his writing until he was a worthy expert, we would have nothing in print. And so I made up my mind to write, end quote. Rev Lieberman, in his introduction to Leif Tov, notes that this line is what encouraged him to write his revised translation as well. As a Talmud of Rav Usher, the present author wondered if he could do justice in writing over Rebbe's Vadim on Shara B'Talchan. This passage, once again, pushed the project forward. The author hopes that many will benefit from Rebbe's inspiring words, and the world will be filled with bitachon and Hashem. Revelio Lapian, 1876 through 1970, used to say, in the name of Rebbe Charles Salanter, 1810 through 1883, that Chobos Avavah is a shulchan arach for Hilchos bitachon. See Matnas Chalko Shara B'Talchan, Pesach HaSefer by Rav Solomon, page 2. The point here is twofold. One, Shara B'Talchan is a most important and authoritative work on bitachon. Two, it is not a book of musr and ethics. Rather, it is halacha, we are obligated to learn and master its content and to live a life with Bitachon. See essay 18 for more on this and see above in the preface about having a Rebbe to help you personalize the lessons found here. Two, Rabbi Yehuda Ibn Tabon. In about 1161, Rabbi Yehuda Ibn Tabon, 1120 through 1190, translated the original Arabic Chobos Alvavos into Hebrew. Benjamin of Todilo mentions Ibn Tabon as a physician in France in 1160. Born in Spain and thus fluent in Arabic, Ibn Tabun fled persecution by moving to Linnell, France. There he felt obligated to use his knowledge of Muslim Arabic to help his French brethren. Rabbeinu Meshulam Hagadol, the Rebbe of the Rivid and Balamar, and his sons requested that Ibn Tabun translate Chobos Halvavos into Hebrew, as they wished to study the work. He soon produced a translation of the first shar, each section of Chobos Halvavos is called the shar, gateway, to the subject that it teaches, and slowly finished the remainder over the course of a few years. Rabbi Yosef Kimchi also wrote a Hebrew translation, but only Shar HaTeshuva is extant. In Ibn Tabun's second introduction, he notes that although Rabbi Yosef Kimchi completed the task of translating the entire work after Ibn Tabun completed the first Shar, 
Rabbi Kimpli took it upon himself to complete the rest. He was nonetheless commanded by Ravid to complete the remainder himself using his unique translation style. Ibn Sabin went on to translate Ibn Gabirol's work, Yehuda Halevi's Kuzari, 1167, Ibn Janach's grammatical Sefer HaRikma, 1171, Sefer HaShirashim, 1171, and Rav Sajigon's Emunos Videos, 1186. Ibn Sabin's fascinating ethical will tells of his commitment to ideals of a soul and his relationship with and advice to his son, Shmuel. He recommends a study and practice of writing Arabic, as this knowledge helped Shmuel Hanagid rise in rank and allowed him to help his fellow Jews. He commands his son to study Torah diligently and to master its sciences, including medicine. He advises him that he should eat properly and take care of his health, quote, for if a doctor is not healthy himself, patients will not trust him, end quote. Rabbi Huda Ibn Tabon writes excitedly about his greatest treasure and companion, his library, which he is leaving for his son to use and care for. One note to bear in mind is that Ibn Tabon himself admits he was not the greatest linguist and has been criticized by scholars as slightly mistranslating certain phrases and inventing his own words at times. 3. Rav Pinchas Yehuda Lieberman Rav Pinchas Lieberman, a descendant of the Chassam Sover, was born in Pressburg in 1929 and immigrated with his family to Eretz Israel in 1940. In 1969, he authored the esteemed Lev Tov translation of Chobos Alvavos in an effort to simplify and explain Ibn Tabon's complex interpretations. His work has been credited with opening up the study of Chobos Alvavos to many who found Ibn Tabon's work a closed book. His research included consulting many commentaries written on Ibn Tabon's translation, but he notes that he did not utilize the original Arabic of Rabbeinu Bachya. He later published Tov Yerushalayim on Ramban on Chumash after 25 years of research. He passed away the night after Purim in 2005. Rav Asher Zalig Rubinstein Rav Asher Zalig ben Yermiyawa Kohen Rubinstein, Zechert Zalig Levracha, was born on Tuesday, 12L5702, August 25, 1942. He grew up in modern Orthodox Far Rockaway, New York, and dedicated his life to seek truth constantly pushing himself to higher levels of Avodah Hashem. He learned in Tel Yeshiva in Cleveland under Reb Mordechai Gifter, Reb Mordechai Katz, and Reb Chaim Stein, forging a lifelong commitment to Torah Yiddishkeit. At 17, he heard a drusha from the Panama Jerov, Reb Yosef Shlomo Kahneman, 1886-1969, who was in America fundraising at the time. Young Usher was deeply moved and told the Rav that he wished to learn in Panovich. Reb Kahneman informed him that his yeshiva was not for Americans, but offered to find him an alternate yeshiva. Rav Asher, however, had made up his mind, and he knew that Rav Kahneman's yeshiva was where he could thrive. When young Usher arrived in Bnei Brak in L5719, 1959, he went straight to Panovich to learn. This is where he wanted to be, and he fought to make it happen. He was accepted. While in Panovich, he overcame many adjustment challenges and became known as a great Masmid, Lamdin, and Balmusser. He heard shiurim from Rav Lazar Menachem Shach, Rav Shmuel Rizovsky, and Rav David Pavarsky. He also formed a deep, lifelong connection with the Mashkiach, Rav Chatzko Levenstein, 1895 through 1974. Rav Asher often spoke about how fortunate he was to hear five shmuzin per week from Rav Chatzkel for five years, three sikhos and two vadim. Rav Chatzkel's lessons in Emes, Amuna, Hashkacha, and Avodah Hashem were a guiding light for Rav Asher, and he later worked to instill these lessons in his Talmidim. After five years, Rav Asher returned to the United States for six months to learn in Yeshiva Smir under Rav Shmuel Brudny and Rav Shmuel Birnbaum. There he began a project to assist weaker students and share with them the MS that he had learned from Rav Chatzkel and his Rabbeim. While there, Rav Usher sent a letter to Rav Chatzkel asking a detailed shayla about whether he should go back to Eretz Yisrael. Rav Chatzkel responded by complimenting his abilities and stating that he should indeed return, and quote, Perhaps you will merit to attain a level in which you will have an influence on students, great in Torah, and not just simple learners, end quote. Arya Chatzkel, Mechtavim 377. Rav Usher then learned in Panovich for two and a half additional years before returning to America to learn under Rav Schneer Cutler in Lakewood, New Jersey. 
While there, he forged a relationship with a mashkiach, Rav Nassan Vach Bochel, who held him in high esteem. Rav Asher even had a seder in Shahr Bitachan with Rav Nassan, which began at midnight during one period. From Sefer Miyale. In 5726-1966, at the age of 23 and a half, Rav Asher married his lifelong Eishas Chayel, Shana Gittel, the daughter of Tzvi Yaakov and Molly Isby. When the young couple became engaged, they decided to move to Eretz Yisrael as soon as possible after the Chasana. There, Rav Asher joined Kolel Torah Umusser under the leadership of Avram Yafin, the son-in-law of the Alter Navardic, with whom he had a strong bond. Rav Asher also became close to Rav Yaman Zilber, 1906-2008, who delivered Divrei Musser at the Kolel. Rav Asher as a Rebbe. When he was 27 years old, Rav Asher was approached by Rav Mordechai Elephant, who requested that Rav Asher join his recently opened yeshivas Itri as Magichir and Mashkiach. Rav Asher consulted with Rav Chaskel, who encouraged him to take the position and blessed him that he should succeed. Quote, when you share what you learned at Panovich, end quote, said Rav Chaskel, quote, your words should be heard, end quote. Rav Asher always attributed his success to this bracha. In 1981, Rav Asher joined Yeshiva's Mishkan HaTorah, which was opened by Rav Beryl Eichenstein and Rav Moshe Ram, where he served as Magichir and Mashkiach. In 1988, in order to enhance his own personal learning, Rav Asher became Rosh Kolel of Kolel pre Chaim in Ashdod, where he gave Shiurim and Musr talks. In 1995, he was approached by Rav Shmuel Arbach, who asked him to open a new Yeshiva for English-speaking boys, Yeshiva Torah Simcha. He established this yeshiva and imbued it with his unique flavor of Asmada, Achdus, Avodos Hashem, Musar, and Emes, eventually forming the powerful and most beautiful family atmosphere that the yeshiva is known for today. For over 25 years, he gave a weekly parshashir in his home for Avrechim, in which he decimated the Musar that he heard from his great Rabbeim. Rav Asher's articulate, original, and powerful oratory skills instilled deep fear of heaven in his students and inspired them to become great. In December 2013, Rav Asher was on his way to Shachris at the yeshiva when he slipped on an ice patch, resulting in his hospitalization and emergency surgery. He was in great pain for two weeks, yet he still managed to keep everyone's spirits high with his words of encouragement and amuna. He passed away suddenly on Shabbos 25 Teves 5774, December 28, 2013, leaving behind his beloved wife, children, and thousands of Talmidim who adored him and who drank his words of wisdom and Yerushalayim with deep thirst and respect. Rav Asher was a Rebbe and Mechanech par excellence and a true father figure. As mentioned above, he gave a weekly vod on Chobos Halvavos Sharbi Tachon during the last three years of his life. This sefer is an expanded transcription of those recordings and is also based on a shiurim and personal communication with the author. Rav Asher focused on explaining the words of Sharbi Tachon and illustrating its lessons with powerful stories that inspire action. It is the author's fervent hope that he was able to maintain the integrity of Rebbe's lessons so that the blessing of, quote, words that emanate from the heart enter straight into the heart, end quote, see Brachos 6b, will be preserved in written form as well. Rav Asher, still a Talmud. There are many similarities between Rav Chaim Velazhin, 1749-1821, through 1821, and Rebbe, who learned and internalized his written teachings. Both were innovators and builders of the yeshiva system based on the passion that their illustrious Rebbeim, the Vilnagon, and Rav Chatzka Levenstein, respectively, ignited in them, both passed away at age 72, leaving their Talmudim orphans and longing for their love and Torah lessons. Sefer Nefesh Shachaim, authored by Rechaim Velazhin, is divided into sections called gates. Shardal, the fourth gate, discusses the greatness of Torah. This was one of Rav Asher's favorite limudim, one that he strongly urged every one of his Talmudim to learn and live. Rav Chaim's words were published posthumously after he commanded his son, Rav Yitzhak, that the first publications put out should not be his Chidushe Torah or responsa, but should be Rashis Chachma Yeras Hashem, his lessons of Yerushalayim. See Rav Yitzchak's introduction to Nevesh Chaim. 
is with this in mind that Rav Asher Shahri Tachan Vadim were given first priority for publication. The ideal person. In the beginning of Shara Precious, Chobos Avavas describes the ultimate great person. Rav Asher shared that this was one of his favorite parts. When teaching Chobos Avavas, he read from the Leif Tov's translation, but when he reached certain pa- classic passages, he would read from Ibn Tabun's text, saying, this is how we learned it in Yeshiva originally. This was one passage that he read in the original. As his students, we merited to see firsthand how he embodied these traits. Below is a free-flowing but true-to-text translation from the Chobos Avavas' words. The parish, elevated individual, has a smile on his face, while his troubles are kept inside his heart. He is clear-thinking and very modest. He does not take revenge, nor desire that which isn't his. He is careful not to disparage or talk about others. He hates taking leadership roles and despises honor. He is perceptive, admits when he made a mistake, has much humility, and is careful not to hurt others. His friendship is a pleasure, his commitment strong and faithful, his desire to fulfill Hashem's will. He is truthful, pushes away his own desires, contemplates his end, fulfills that which he preaches. He is precious and beloved. Being with him is a joy, and distance from him is sadness. He applies his wisdom to work on his midos. His modesty gains him favor. He views others as greater and more worthy than himself. He knows his faults and sins. He loves God and passionately pursues his will. He sits with the poor and downtrodden and is trusted by those known for their integrity. Most notably, he practices and lives the precepts of Chovos Halvavos in a most genuine way. Chovos Halvavos, Shara Precious, Chapter 4. That was Rebbe Zechert Tzadik Lebracha. Yehi Zichro Baruch. Thank you for joining me in that excerpt from Wings of Faith, a full elucidation of Shara Bitochen, spiced with powerful lessons and stories that bring Bitochen to life. Based on Mishurim, a Rebbe Usher Zeli Rubenstein Zatzal. Learn more and purchase at laveeras.com. 